to the Bear Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Saul Thompson. You can find me on Instagram, mm-hmm. at Saul Thompson. I'm joined this week by my wonderful co-host. I am Michael Smith. They don't fucked up and gave me a soundboard. <laughs> and if you're listening to this on your favorite uh, podcasting or streaming platform, don't forget to follow, leave us a review, and share it with a friend. It really does help. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, do the same. Like, comment, subscribe, and share with a friend. It really does help. If you're watching on YouTube, check out these sick cowboy boot Crocs I'm wearing. Jesus Christ. Where are the um the spurs? <laughs> I took them off. They suck so much. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk around the house like <clears throat> clicking every step. That's uh, what it is to wear a spurs. Yeah, but also like <laughs> like I can't like I can't prop my feet up on the on the table like a real cowboy because the spurs are there. Sounds yeah. like you're not a real rootin' tootin' I'm cowboy. I'm not a real rootin' tootin' cowboy, but also Everybody my wants cowboy to... boots are made of rubber and they have <laughs> drainage holes. This is like Rango. You're you're Johnny Depp in Rango, where you show up, you don't know shit, and you're wearing the rubber cowboy boots. Is he wearing rubber cowboy boots? No, I, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, though. Okay, he's also a gecko. Yeah, I, you're kind of Rango-coded, if we're being honest. As a person, in general? Yeah. Isn't he kind of a flop? But he's a lovable flop. <sighs> you're saying you're not a flop at all? <laughs> I don't know, it's just... That's for me to say, you know. Yo, I keep my shit floppy. <laughs> I keep my shit flopped. Uh, Rango is like, um, he's really like, what's that motherfucker? A gecko? <laughs> he's really uh, fear and loathing coded. I don't know if he's meant to be, but I always looked at him and I thought he, he looks like Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, he kind of does. Because like the Hawaiian shirt and in the desert. That's Do you about think it. the... Uh... The residual fashion from fear and loathing has corrupted the Gen Z slash Zoomer mind. Have we circled back around to that that one jacket being really cool? What jacket? The the jacket, the the patchwork. I think it's old Ralph Lauren. I'm gonna let you know right now I have never seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Jesus. Yeah. Bitch <laughs> so right now I'm looking up the fear and loathing jacket. Yeah, this this one. That was in Fear and Loathing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I could see kids going crazy for that's, it. That's, that's, I feel like the, the introductory, like, oh, I just got into like sartorial scumbag menswear. That's, that's my grail. Mm. Yeah. They, that looks very throwing fits. Yeah. If I may say. Sure. But I don't know. We got to bring back Rango as a style icon. He fights a snake with a minigun. Why are we not talking about this? Watch this space. <laughs> Big, disgusting. Anyway. big snakes coming. Watch. <laughs> big snake coming is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> big snake coming. 
pause. <laughs> um, Should we start with fit check? Yeah, let's do a fit check. Cool. You want to lead us off, Mister Mister Crowboy Boots? I don't think I ever get to lead off. That's crazy. Because I usually forget. Yeah, because I'm always the one who remembers, and it can't be like, hey, guys, let's do a fit check. I'll go first. Uh, So I'm obviously, I'm in my home. I'm rooting and tooting. I got the the croc cowboy boots on feet. I got a good question for you. What is your line for inside versus outside shoes? The door. But is that walking down and getting packages? No, no, no. The door. The door to your apartment. Right, because outside the door is where all the the outside shoes go like it's where like a, not just me but a bunch of people are walking past in their like muddy boots so my building doesn't have a very popular that's, thing it's you have to draw the line there because that's like there should be no middle ground there should be no like mm. gray area where you wear both shoes i wear my slippers to take out the trash which is the door outside right, of my door but then you wear them back inside yeah but i take three steps on the outside ground and it's just me and my my neighbor that's on you that's for you you may do that if you so desire okay there should be no gray area where you wear both shoes because then you're just negating the cleanliness like the like the airlock of the clean. sanctum yeah sure. you're you're like taking so you like walk across your like hallway in your your muddy ass boots you get inside you take them off you put your slippers on you walk back out into that yeah. muddy ass hallway okay. in your slippers the line is at the door these it's bitch disgusting i can't believe you did that with your toes um these do not go outside <laughs> that's that's usually only fans content exclusively <laughs> hitting the midi buttons with the bitch disgusting with the crocs um yeah no you shouldn't and also i think i've said this before but every time you wash your floor you wash your crocs yeah that's fair because otherwise like these get these get dirty at the same time as the floor Mm. there's 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 level levels layers rules to this shit i just don't understand people who wear their outside shoes inside yeah, that shit's crazy and like on your fucking like rugs on the stuff. bed is worse oh, people who like flop oh, onto their bed even oh. if the shoes aren't touching the bed they're still bed adjacent and it's bitch disgusting. disgusting it's bitch disgusting it's terrible wow it's we get so much use out of the button already yeah um who were the other what was the, oh oh the kelly roland <laughs> oops <laughs> um we yes. also yeah we fixed this you're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, recently to to me, I have also become like a no outside clothes on the bed person. That's fair. Which I think is like something you should be. But for a long time, I, I wasn't that much. Is that so I draw the line at pants. I think if you take off your sweatshirt or sweater that you were wearing outside shirt is fine. Interesting. What's less dirty about a shirt? It's whatever touched whatever touched the subway seat. Right, but subway seats have a back. No, no, is what I'm saying. So if I'm, um, I'm I'm in a I'm in a hoodie or not a hoodie, excuse me, a crew neck. The t-shirt under is unsoiled at the moment, but the crew neck yes. is disgusting. If it's been recently washed. Correct. But also, I don't know how long I think like, you know, I don't even know if I believe in like plastic seat germ transference to fabric that lasts for the walk home. I think that 
whatever is on New York City subway seats will last <laughs> your walk home. I just don't know if I believe in that, like, like quaternary. Ter- what's the like quarter? What's the four word four version of tertiary? Quadrinary? I something like that. Um, like the someone's someone's germy shirt to the subway seat, seat to your shirt to your bed. Like, I see. Like that's a lot of like, like you're playing a game of germ telephone there, <laughs> you know, and it's gonna eventually something's not gonna stick. Germ telephone. Um. In any case, bitch disgusting. I am wearing. <laughs> Croc cowboy boots, uh, Rick Owens. The stormtrooper pants. Larry joggers. Are these stormtrooper pants? You look like an evil Rick stormtrooper. Mm, yeah, the they're like stretched denim Larry. They're stretched denim joggers, um, which is cursed enough on its own. <laughs> and then they've got brown suede like knee and thigh panels. And then over the top of that, they've got some other waxed denim. Michael um, wanted to be butter noodles today, but he just couldn't bring himself to just wear the stretch joggers. They had to be Rick. It had to be Rick. <laughs> you think I own non non Rick joggers? That's a. I'm gonna I, start look, getting you the worst like normie clothing for for Christmas. When this always happens, like when Rick, this is gonna be a very slow fit check. When Rick came out with um like joggers and stuff, I was like, oh, that's fucking packs on as hell. I'm never gonna <laughs> buy that. And then eventually, I was like, all right, they're cool. And then I bought them. <laughs> so-called free thinkers (laughs) he always does this like he like he'll make like a a a rick version of something i've been like hating on and then i fucking have to come around because because you know you you have no conviction i I have conviction for a while i held out for a long time to my credit i held out until like two pairs of these yeah only one no what happened to the other ones sold them when i bought these Oh, 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 oh oh Um, yeah, I used to have this exact pair of pants, but not in stretch denim. They were in like a cotton mm. and, uh, I, and I had ripped the, well, someone ripped the ass completely open on them and I had to fix it. Um, do we have, do we have a, oh yeah, we do. <laughs> Using your feet to operate the soundboard means you keep double hitting shit. No, that was intentional. Um, okay. Well, mm, yeah. You playing chords. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And then I uh, yeah, yeah so I make I, music. How could you tell? I got those on. These are my new favorite thing. Um, <laughs> the joggers you said you hated. Yeah, well, I hated them four years ago or something. It wasn't even these joggers. It was like the first. Shut up. Uh, I got a Rick tank top on, and then uh, a Rick sweatshirt with a an embroidered diagram of a. Um, I'm laughing equipment. thinking about Rick doing some collaboration in some world with like Patagonia mm. or Marmot and making one of those tech fleeces. Oh. <laughs> the, the Midtown uniform one. He's done, he's done puffer vests. Has he really? Mm-hmm. No, but he hasn't like gone all the way to the puffer vests, the gilet, whatever they call it in London. Maybe he has, he might have. That's crazy. Um, and oh, then I'm wearing a, a Rick denim shirt. Isn't it a uh, jacket? It's like an overshirt. Overshirt. All right. <laughs> Don't fucking get specific with me on the clothing podcast. Hey, God forbid I take an interest. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. It's fucked up. Yeah, you. I'll be more apathetic <laughs> next time. Bitch, disgusting. Um, that's me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what are you wearing? 
Uh, Nike socks cool. because I think it's funny to wear Nike basketball socks everywhere. Uh, straight gold denim, which I wear every day. The belt. Uh, the, be- the belt. I don't know why I'm remembering this. Have I sent you the the couple from Alabama? Yes. Evil Michael and Fiona from the South. So as a quick aside, and I'll send this to Yannick to like put above here uh, if you're watching the video. But there is a couple from Alabama that makes like game day fit checks. And it's so like... The top is from uh, Roll Tide. The the pants are from Bama, and the shoes are something. And then the guy comes in. He's like, "The hat is LS Who because uh, Roll Tide. The shirt is Aritzia. Like, it's so normal. But I mean, I love it. They're so into yeah. it, and they're I'm wearing, committed. I'm wearing red today because it's my favorite color. It's also the color of Bama. Roll Tide. <laughs> like, it's so. I I love the like pure unadulterated joy that they get from it but it's such an opposite from like the fashion apathy this is what i'm wearing today i'm trying to look cool and nonchalant like they're so excited about it. i'm like yes you guys are so great i fucking love it but i call them evil michael and fiona but also just like doing fit checks for um the same outfit everyone at the game is gonna be wearing <laughs> it's kind of sick cr- especially the guy who is wearing like it's collared shirt Stretch fit khakis and Luches or Luchesi cowboy boots. How are the fuck Lucchese. you say? Lucchese. Yeah, he says Lucchese. Um, Lucchese, Lucchese's going Lucrazy. I thought it was Lucchese, and then I heard him say it, and I'm like, I trust him. <laughs> yeah, I trust Luc- him. Lucchese. All right, my bad. <laughs> but I'm, he's so. I'm sick. from the southwest, but not like that. Yeah. No, he's so sick for it. Yeah, and he, you know, it's like the it's it's the like tech material polo. Yeah. Tucked in. But he's the, so cool, and then he has a hat that says LS Dash Who. And he's just like, you're so you're so cool. You're so sick for that, dude. He is. And they're like quintessential Southern couple where it's like big white dude sort of could have played like D-line in high school or maybe one year in college. And then like stick thin, very clearly in a sorority. I'm sort of scared of her blonde woman. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you guys are perfect. Bath salt of the earth. Yeah. Actually, that's not bath salt of the earth. That's just regular salt of the earth. <laughs> They're just I don't know. Bath, I, I love bath salt of the earth is people who run reptile shops. Reptile? Yeah, like people who, who run like uh like, like you never been to a reptile shop? I guess you probably haven't in the tri-state area because most the tri-state area. What? You you're not a Phineas and Ferb guy? Oh, uh, not really. Okay. Oh yeah, he's trying to yeah, okay. Yeah. I've been learning about Phineas and Ferb <laughs> lore from Fiona. You've been reading up. I've been oh, I've been I've been I'm I'm listening and learning. How many days are there of summer vacation? In Phineas and Ferb? Dog, I'm not that. It's the first line of the theme song. Okay. I said I was learning the lore, <laughs> not the theme that theme song. That is the lore. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Shut up. Anyway, um, bring back getting really excited for fit checks. Fuck your apathetic, nonchalant, trying to seem cool and mysterious. Go make a funky one with your girlfriend who goes to Alabama as well. Should I... Yeah, me and Fiona should start doing that. I feel like I today mean, I'm wearing guys... black because it's my favorite color. <laughs> Bro, tie. <laughs> the thing is, like you and Fiona, you online have, and you're getting away from it a little bit. But I feel like the the fashion dude, like I'm trying to be esoteric and a little bit mysterious. Am I? Then you open your mouth for more than thirty seconds. It's like, oh, this guy's a complete fucking goofball. I'm trying to be way stupider. I think there's a line between stupid and and passionate. I don't think you're stupid. I think you are passionate, which I love personally. Mm. I think we we need more passionate people. I 
there is a, a creator that I've watched and I'll tell, oh wait, I, I can I can talk shit in the podcast. Yana can also hear. Just like the apathetic, like I received stuff from a PR package. Oh, it's so cool. Thank like I don't know. If you're gonna say yes to receiving stuff and you're I don't know. It's just I I seen like two videos. It just seems very disingenuous. Hmm. Um I don't know. I, I would get very excited and you've done it too. Like you've received stuff that you're not necessarily in love with, but you're like, Oh, you know, I'll post and do something funny with it or something of the sort. I think it's understandable to be jaded after a while when you've spent your entire like last decade receiving free shit or whatever for maybe not a decade. I don't know. I, I would be very excited. Should anybody send me free stuff? And I still do get very excited. If you, Oh yeah, if you want to send us free stuff, I'll get really excited about it. But then also, I, I try and send stuff to the to the homies if I don't really like something. Oh, that reminds me, I have free stuff I got sent that I need to pass on to yeah. a Discord member. Whoa, if you'd like to join the Discord and maybe get free stuff from Michael, first of all, start begging Michael in his DMs for free stuff. He'll give it to you. But Michael, what should they message at Pair of Kings Pod on Instagram? Not our personal accounts, please. If they'd like to join the Pair of Kings Discord, which we've lovingly named the happiest place in fashion. Bitch disgusting. Nice. No, that was the sound effect. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I missed the button. Bitch disgusting. There you go. Um, yeah. I, I still get a ton of people in my, in my personal um, telling me to uh, asking for an invite. I'm much less likely to get you one promptly if you message me directly because most of that shit goes to hidden requests and mm -hmm. I don't check that very often. No. There's also a weird bug sometimes where the message requests will back up but they won't show and then they'll all come through at one time. Yeah. That happens on the podcast like uh, eight or nine responses will pile up over the course of a couple of days and there will still be some getting through which is really weird mm -hmm. but then they'll all hit at the same time and then I feel bad because I've ignored somebody for like <clears throat> five, three or four or five days. I don't feel bad. I feel good about it. No. We're very... Genuine. I think if you're you're listening to the podcast, it's we could we could be friends. We could be friends. Yeah. Fashion. Am fashion. I right? Fashion. Ever think indeed. about um, clothing. So I was talking to Michael about this earlier, and people mispronouncing easy to pronounce clothing brands drives me ballistic. There's a middle ground here that we need to talk about. No. So. There's there's something to be said about mispronouncing French fashion brands because that's funny, in general. Givenchy, Givenchy, Fondi, Hermes, Louis Vuitton. I don't know. Just mispronounce all of them. Pass that's me funny. that Versace. Yo, but Ralph Lauren. People thinking that it's French and saying Ralph Lauren drives me ballistic. It's the word Lauren. He's American. It's an American. It's the quintessential American brand. Ralph Lauren is the one. Oh no, it's Tommy Hilfiger. Never mind. Tommy Hilfiger's daughter has a has a nepo oh, clothing line. She does have. Can we talk about the? Uh, I guess that's okay, right? Um, probably. Uh, Foo and Foo. Yeah. Yeah. Should we? I don't know. Will we get arrested? Will we get killed? Will Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Hilfiger got shooters? He's got the shooters. Um, I saw you thinking through what soundboard button you should go for after that statement. <laughs> I wasn't actually, but now that you mention it, um, yeah, you criticize one of his eighty-five collaborations every year. Obama. 
I just like it. Okay. Um, you criticize one of his 85 collaborations every year. He'll fucking shoot you in the base of the skull. Does Tommy Hilfiger do a bunch of collaborations? He does, yeah. That's sort of what Tommy has become. Yo, uh, I was just thinking about old dudes who are thirsty for money even though they don't need it. Um, Snoop Dogg? <laughs> Snoop Dogg has done so many brand deals and like funny fucked up ones in the last like uh like several like there is no way that he notices when a check hits his bank account there's no way he's like i mean i feel like you'd have to right to keep doing those deals no he's I, i'm because he's getting royalties off of his own Mu- well, I actually you know i don't know music industry not. sucks yeah. but uh, i get the feeling snoop dogg does not need more money <laughs> But he needs something to do. And Skechers is like, hey, you want to come to a photo shoot? And he's like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. Let's go. I mean, I'm kind of bored today. Because um, he's him and Martha Stewart are both doing Skechers ads. What was that? Do you remember when Martha Stewart was thirst trapping? What? You don't remember this? Jesus no. Christ. This was a couple of years ago. But there was a, a photo of Martha Stewart who was... I, I don't know what it was for. But... I think she's only wearing an apron oh, and she no. did a photo Oh, I might shoot. remember this. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll just look up thirst trap. Maybe. I don't know. It's like any, you know, I mean, it, it, it works. You're still talking about it. Yeah. Apparently. Um, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. It's Martha Stewart and just, just an apron for green mountain. Is that a coffee? Green mountain coffee. Oh, Jesus. You got to um, appreciate the, uh, like the, the marketing board and they're like, yeah. okay, what celebrity should we go with? And like <laughs> the one dude who's really into Martha Stewart. <laughs> you should get Martha Stewart or she make her do it nude. No reason. Um, it's always like, it's always like brands that are like, I think, I don't know. People, people end up with like kind of weird brands. Like, like green mountain coffee feels like a last ditch. Like that's basically Folgers. Yeah. That's like a, that's like a, uh, you're really selling out, which is like fine. Do your thing. <laughs> Get that bag. Um, you have, uh, you probably have like lawyer fees to pay or something <laughs> from when you were a felon. Um, what did she get booked for? Tax, tax evasion? Uh, no, insider trading. That's so sick. Yeah. Although, it's crazy listen, to me that like crime, she, crime doesn't exist if you're rich, right? You true. can basically do whatever you want. It's, it's crazy to me that she like fully, like, it not that it's weird to me that she got booked for that. It's weird that she's the only one. Like, surely. Oh, you think whatever, Nancy Pelosi is going to get booked for insider trading? She should. She should. Um, Snoop Dogg did this like thing a week ago where he was like, "I'm giving up smoke." Yeah, and everyone was like, "Shit!" Like everyone like lost yeah. their fucking mind yeah, yeah, yeah. and really took it like at face value. And then fucking like two days ago, he. He it's for like, a smokeless outdoor s- campfire, smokeless bar, uh, <laughs> smokeless, uh, yeah, camp, um, fire pit, yeah, which like is crazy, but also I've used one of those and it didn't work. It doesn't work, it, it completely because they they want you to buy the fire pit and then the the wood that they sell for it that's been dried that will not smoke, but the smoke comes from moisture and impurities within the wood. Oh, so it's just the wood and then you're paying for a fancy. I mean, so part of it is the way that it combusts and the ash, but for the most part, the smoke is from the wood. Mm, interesting. Like Duraflame logs won't kick up that much smoke. They will a little bit. Um, also, if you have a better airflow, it won't create as much smoke. Um, I f- feel really silly because I've had Supreme Duraflame logs like sitting on my, uh, 
wardrobe for years. Okay. And I like, they're funny sure. and I have them on display. Okay. Cause there's not, they're big and there's nowhere to put them, but sure. also I'm not going to burn them. Do you remember the guy that was trying, trying to build the house out of the Supreme bricks? Yes. That would have been millions. Yeah. So he got, he got so many bricks and then was like, Hey guys, I'm having trouble sourcing more Supreme bricks. Now I got to sell them. <laughs> He's trying to sell them off to make his money back. Well, like, they did not produce oh. enough Supreme Bricks to make a house. You could have made, like, a tandoor. You could have made, like, a toilet. No, there were quite a few. You there's so? There's a photo of him in a room. It's like, that's a lot of bricks. He could have made, like, a tandoor oven. That's an awful lot of Supreme Bricks. Is that an M&M joke? I was going for uh, cough syrup. That's okay. an awful lot of cough syrup. That brand's crazy. Um, Drank man. Please, I need a line. What's that? What? You've never uh, somebody begging a like a Quagan dealer for. What's Quagan? It's one of the cough syrups. You've clearly mm. not been addicted to <laughs> cough syrup this in your is life. A, a big episode for Saul looking things <laughs> up. Saul lore. One of the most fucked up things I've been seeing lately. And it's popping up maybe from more than one person, but maybe I just keep seeing this person's story is like things about like resonant frequencies of objects, you know, that like, yeah. that like hippie shit about like, you know, everything has a resonant frequency and like, you have to find one that matches your vibe, your body. It's like, cause it's unhealthy for your spirit to have like <laughs> unmatched frequencies with the objects around you, Yeah, which is like where crystal shit comes from. And like, sort of ignores what a resonant frequency is but that's obvious um the i don't even know what they i actually don't know how they're calculating those frequencies and i would love to know hold on you're you're thinking there's some sort of scientific process that they're going through and not just making shit up i don't know someone's got to be like getting numbers somehow <laughs> Because well, it's the reason I say this is because they're like they're giving specific numbers. It's giving specific it's numbers. It's giving specific <laughs> numbers. One of the ones I saw the other day was this woman. <laughs> she's so. She's like, <clears throat> kind of like staring like, real like like wavy into the camera, and her oh, hair keeps fuck. getting in her eye, and she I, keeps like yeah. pulling it out of. She could, <laughs> I don't know what she keeps putting it in her eyes, and then like pulling it out. While she's talking and she's like in like a real like cotton has or it's like it's very like, airy. Yeah, very it's like, um, did you know that polyester <laughs> polyester has a frequency of a hundred? Or no, it's like linen. fifteen. No, linen has a thousand. It's, polyester it's, has ten. Yeah, polyester has a frequency <laughs> of ten. And studies show you're only supposed to wear clothing. I love studies show with, what studies <laughs> with the frequency of two hundred or more. So I'm and then it's like the the one that really fucked me up. <laughs> if they are in some way measuring the frequency of stuff, and it must matter what structure you have it in. <laughs> for the record, like I'm sure raw cotton and woven cotton and denim and like they're all gonna have different frequencies. Also, she said organic cotton specifically. Yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I really specifically want to know how they're getting these numbers because it seems like someone's like, like there's, I mean, everything. Do you want to have somebody on the podcast to talk about this? 
I'm being completely yes, genuine. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, but the the thing that she said was that like wool has a frequency of five thousand and linen has a frequency of a thousand, but when you wear them together, it cancels out and it has a frequency of zero. Wait, what? That's what she said. How does that matter? I don't work? know. Hold on. I don't know if it's when they're woven together or when you wear like wool pants and a linen shirt. Maybe it's because wool is for winter and linen is for summer. <laughs> what are we missing? So five thousand and one thousand. They don't cancel. No, 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 there's no, there's no frequency math that actually makes that make sense. I promise you. But also, I don't know how. Like, look, if we're if there is like a a way to get resonant frequency of something, which I think is probably <laughs> true, but also. So I'm going to start talking to people I meet. Yo, Look, your your doing, resonant frequency is just really driving me nuts. If we're doing frequencies, then like it works in multiples too. So like it's something like, you know, anything with a frequency of 10 is also going to do the same at like a frequency of like a little higher up, you know? Cause if sure. Like, if we're talking about like resonance. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's no, <laughs> there's no reason for me to be like doing this, but. So it's so funny to me. Based on what you know about resonant frequencies, what are all the frequencies in your outfit at the moment? Because you also know composition better than I do. I never finished my fit check. Uniqlo shirt, vintage Yale crew neck that says North Yale. Fucked anyway. up Boston hat. Um, oh yeah, because my my hair has gotten to the point where it looks like shit, and it's not long enough to where I can wear it as like shaggy, mm-hmm. cool. I'm growing it out. It just looks like I look like an egg. Yeah, you got to do that bit for a while where you you get shave size. I want to be white guy with the Dominican barber. White guy with it, yeah. We need to get you uh, the heart shape. We need to okay. get you lined so, up and Drake hearted. Should we should we talk about why I'd be doing that? Yeah. Okay, so we are going to bring back um, a additional model where you can get episodes ahead of time um, and extra stuff to cover costs for the podcast because we are trying to do more things like video. Um, and it is expensive, but, uh, we were going to have it. So if, or when we hit a certain number of people within a certain amount of time, uh, there'll be, I guess, stretch goals. One of them will be, I will wear the Drake certified lover boy for a certain amount of time shaped into my head. The the heart shaved into, into his hairline. Um, I don't know. There'll be other ones. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to work it out, but we are discussing the idea of going back to like a Patreon or similar style model. And Mm -hmm. we, for like dead cheap we're mostly just trying to cover the fact that um we now have expenses related to the podcast it's true well we've always had expenses <laughs> well yeah but now we have noticeable more noticeable and frequent ones so um frequency ones ooh. at about a thousand mm-hmm. so i you know okay I, <laughs> run me through a fit check with all the resonant frequencies don't tell me what you're wearing uh, <laughs> on feet uh i unfortunately have a frequency of about five. Oh. um but uh, up here... Uh, is that pants, to keep you grounded? Yes. Yeah, so it's, okay. it's the lower the, the frequency, the center of gravity of my frequency <laughs> is towards the bottom. Sure. Um, the, the, the Wait, we got to do this completely self-serious. Hold on. <clears throat> so, yeah, tell me a little bit more about all the resonant frequencies of everything you're wearing. Right. So today, you know, I was feeling a little um, ethereal, as it were, <laughs> um, a little sort of out there, which is good. But, you know, we're trying to... Mm. We're trying to bring it down. We're trying to be serious. Sure. Lower um, frequencies mostly. Got some got some low frequency on the feet mostly. Um, something something a little you know something man made, processed. Sure. I'm trying to keep my frequencies low down here. <laughs> Up top though, um, almost all uh, organic cotton. Great. I'm trying to keep it around two hundred. 
Uh, got some uh, layers of, of suede, which, as you know, has got a it. frequency of about 300. And is that to, to insulate the other? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's sort of defending against. Um, and then... Um, <laughs> silver, as you know. Oh, yeah. So you don't wear a lot of gold. Is that something to do with the frequency? You know, I think gold is good for a general person, but the, the frequency of gold just sort of mismatches with me. Maybe it's due to my hair. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> so I tend to keep it silver. Mm. <clears throat> I wear a silver belt buckle. It's more for the deflection of other frequencies than it yeah, is for I'm my to, own. Yeah, I'm trying to, it's, it sort of, it blocks the, it, it, uh, blocks the radiation of other exactly frequencies. exactly. Oh, that's another thing I saw recently. Fr frequency radiation. No, I saw someone <laughs> posting about not not using using wired headphones because the radiation from Bluetooth is bad for you. <laughs> I love this shit, man. Which it's amazing. Is insane because Bluetooth, like. Uh, it does emit radiation, not in the, not in the like Geiger counter sense. But Correct. Like, there is like radiation associated with it. But if you think that it's because it's next to your head and not because Bluetooth is traveling fucking through your body at all times, <laughs> you gotta wear a tinfoil suit. That's it. Like that is, you're not like if if you're using your phone, it is bluetooth talking to a bunch yeah, of shit around at all you. times yeah and that's going through your body regardless of whether you put the headphones on or not yeah yeah no i it's one of those things ah oh, fuck i i don't know if i can talk about this i'll, I'll tell you in part i i just don't want to air it out on a, a very public podcast <clears throat> i apologize to anyone who believes in this stuff i'm sure it's great yeah, I I want to meet the people that are doing s the the quote unquote studies on all of this because they're yes. always getting cited. But I've never seen peer reviewed. I've never actually seen one of the studies at all. I want to find them. I want to find out about. There are certain <clears throat> things that are valid. Certain things are carcinogenic, and you should try and avoid those. And there are yeah. studies done that things that are carcinogenic are bad for you. And there are certain things like uh, PFAS, PFOAs in linings of clothes, like waterproofing. Yeah. If you heat it to a certain extent and it can, mm -hmm. you know, get there, I think just do, do your body heat or overheat, or you can break down in the dryer. It'll leach on your skin and then you can, you know, absorb some of it. That's not good. Right. Yeah. But the line is drawn where it stops being about like toxic chemicals in polyester, I think is, is, um, fuck, uh, like endo endocrine disrupting mm, yeah whatever it is and i don't know how valid that is it's in some part like there, it's you know. <clears throat> stuff like that is definitely true it depends on scale like, yeah is the amount that you're getting from using plastic tupperware actually like noticeable or is it just like yeah but at the same time i think that there's like that sliding scale of there are studies done where it's like yes pfas is carcinogenic and will fuck with your endocrine system <clears throat> versus the resonant frequency of your boots as being connected to the earth will disrupt your what pussy chakra. I don't yeah. fucking know what it's called. Uh, it's called sacral chakra <laughs> for the record. Sorry. Um, the, the, uh, there's a lot of those things that are like studies show. And then you look at the study and it's like, we injected a rat <laughs> With its, low with its body weight worth of plastic and it died so plastic 
will kill you. It's always done <laughs> what in are rats. they cooking at University of Phoenix online? <laughs> Adelphi University. <laughs> it's always rats, and it's always like, like the quantities don't scale with like what people are like. Yes, it's true that that you you know PFOAs or whatever are going to cause like endocrine disruption. I'm thinking, do you think you could pay people to essentially be lab rats for this sort of thing? <clears throat> you can. So you can you can pay people. It's like clinical trials. Yes. The, there's no amount of money that will allow you to get people to sign away. Um, like you're not allowed to pay people without FDA approval for the setup of the study. Got it. Okay. So uh, there are like, there are things like that. I'm willing to bet there's not like clinical there might be but like clinical voluntary studies wherein the assumed end goal is bad for you yeah that makes sense because you can't do anything malicious you still yeah there's that's one of the oh man i just got flashback to school yeah um (laughs) there's like there so much of my college education was just like learning fda rules um but there's like yeah there's there's experimental like guidelines that you have to follow and like run with the fda and Interestingly enough, the animal studies are m- much more thoroughly regulated and monitored than human studies. My ex worked in a lab, neuros, uh, neuroscience lab, and mm-hmm. the amount of, one, money that they spent, and two, yes. regulations they had to jump through to buy rats is crazy. And that's just rats. Rats were like a hundred and something dollars a pop. Yes. Which is crazy for one rat. Right. And they were buying double or triple digit rats right and very then, often and then you have to you have to breed them to get certain genes and then you have to like you know kill entire litters of them um there's like whole like it's crazy um but it's it's a huge process it's incredibly expensive and um the fda regulations are like crazy they will come in like in they'll come in like check in on everything yeah. every like couple of like weeks or months um and that's rats yeah. And there are much worse things to be doing uh, animal studies on. And so, those are like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to talk too much about FDA regulations on a fashion podcast, but I feel like this could be a decent use for like lab grown human tissue. It, it depends. It's not the same. It doesn't have like a circular or. Uh, yeah, that would have to be like in vitro studies have to be hyper specific for something. Yeah. And um, th- even if you do that, you yeah. still have to scale it up because that's there's. There's a huge, like a lot of like, a lot of medical device, like medical treatments fail because I don't know why we're talking about this. Hi guys. Welcome to the pair of Kings fashion. Podcast. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me pivot. Let me pivot. We can finish this maybe off, off the podcast. If you guys want to know about, uh, uh clinical trials and <laughs> FDA regulations, bang my line. Um, do you think in the future we're going to get a new breed of incel that gets mad that their parents didn't crisper them to be like six, four looks maxed? Imagine crispering your child, uh, <laughs> but to make them uh, looks mind. <laughs> looks mind. And, and, and Give them a weak cantle tilt. Five two, yeah. <laughs> I'll put this kid on hard mode. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be a better person for it, you know? He's going to get stronger. He's going to develop a personality. Give him the gene that makes him really like turning point. Yeah, give him that one. <laughs> Yeah, but like, can you make his chin any weaker? Can you make his teeth more fucked up? Yeah, like really fuck this kid's shit up. Um, I'm not here to make friends. 
<laughs> you imagine going to a doctor and be like, okay, so you know looks maxing, right? Do the opposite. <laughs> the doctor's like, what the I'm trying fuck? to looks min my child. <laughs> Do you think it's like D&D at CRISPR? You get like, you know, points for charisma. Yeah, you have charisma. to like assign them. <laughs> you try to min max. I, I think I accidentally slept through the lecture on CRISPR. I actually took a lecture. I uh, studied CRISPR for one of my classes. It's really mm. cool. I mean, it's fucked up. It's like an air fryer, right? <laughs> yeah. I was going to make a joke about putting a, an embryo in an air fryer, but yeah, don't do that. Don't do that, guys. So what is the recent obsession? Who is the guy, by the way, behind the Looks Max memes? The, the edging and... Who's the guy? It's behind? it's the blonde. I think he's Australian model, very attractive guy. It's Jordan something. Peterson. Yeah, Jordan Peterson, the Canadian fucked up guy, is the looks max. It, it's so there's the model that shows up in all the, uh, you know, my teacher trying to it tells me to open Microsoft Edge. I've already been edging for twelve. I don't hours. know this. So, again, there's a model that's, like, the the face of it. I don't know where he came from, but I want to know if he's aware that he is, like, the looks max king. Mm, he must be. It's really interesting when they talk to people who became memes just because of, like, one picture of them. Like, the, the really sad-looking guy, the, like, old guy who's kind of, like, it's, he's like, he's always got, like, like, his eyes look like they're just about to, like, well up. You've seen it for sure. Okay. Um, th- there's just, like, various people who, like, become memes and then you talk to them and they're just like oh, regular fuck. people that's great for the stereo mix i've been playing brockhampton somehow on shuffle for the past 40 minutes it's fine we just won't use that track yeah um <laughs> my bad brockhampton so yeah um i don't know it's just a it's just a funny thing um because there's like being a meme and being aware of it like sort of jordan yourself barrett into- that's who it is. Jordan Barrett? Yeah. So if you look up Jordan Barrett, it's the looks maxing guy. Oh, I've never seen this. Yeah. I mean, you know, incredibly like a, attractive man. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if you see any meme, he's just like walking around. Oh, yeah. Beautiful person. I mean, you know, good on good on Jordan Barrett. Uh Sad. So have we, you know, fashion is cyclical, fashion... Everything is cyclical. Have we come back around to getting close to like eating disorder Tumblr? Because looks maxing is like only eat carrots because they're good for your jaw and also something or other, but only eat carrots because they're also low calorie. Like we've gone from like incel core to mysterious and S. Oh yeah. Harold or whatever the fuck his name yeah, is. Hide yeah. Hide the pain Harold. Great. Um, yeah. Anyways, but it feels like we're coming back around to eating disorders, like I, quite quickly. I have seen much more like we're hurtling towards it. I've seen much more eating disorder Twitter stuff popping up. Ed Twitter. Yeah. Ed Twt. Interesting. Okay. So what is? And again, uh, anybody who is going through this, couple of things. One, as somebody who's experienced this, seek help. And I don't mean that derogatorily. I mean that in. Please go get help it's terrible for you. I was experiencing like liver shutdown. Um, go get help. Seriously. It is not good for you. Looking skinny is not worth your health or your mental health. Um, and also I don't know if we can put a timer trigger on this. Um, but if this upsets you, please skip past it. Um, we'll keep it semi-brief. I just feel like I do need to address that, especially for kids that listen to fashion podcasts. You're, you're, 
health and mental health are not worth fitting into a size smaller. Just you'll be okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just have seen more of that. Yeah. I, I mean, don't need to go into specifics, but I've yeah, seen yeah. more of that like popping up culturally. And I don't know if that's just like, cause I've accidentally stumbled upon it or sure. it's like that shit is coming back. No, I mean, again, we've hurtled towards it. I like the closer you get to looks maxing, you're going to start getting into like, Oh, like what is aesthetic? You know, what looks good? What yeah. makes me look hot? And even it's then it's like, you know, Oh, the guy with the strong jaw and the canful tilt and bone smashing and whatever the fuck all these things are like, I would like to think that we have more cultural awareness and more like, like blind body positivity now that like it is not going to be as big of an epidemic mm. as it was in like the two thousands and like Tumblr era. I still think it's one of those quiet, illnesses and again i don't mean to stigmatize it but it is something that again like disordered eating is very hard to even like if your friends are going through it catch yeah um because if somebody's going through a depressive episode they'll maybe start stop texting as much um you know there are signs uh they may not be sleeping as well they'll have dark circles but it's really upsetting and it's terrible for you. But it is one of those things that I think is harder to catch unless you know what you're looking for. Yeah, totally. Um, and it's really upsetting. I mean, you know, uh, again, as somebody's gone through it, you do a lot of like mental justification to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's harder to, ex- or it's easier to explain away or harder to admit that you have a problem than something like depression where right. other people may check in on you or whatever it is. But it's it's really tough. I mean, unless you have people around you who know what to look for, it's hard to sort of get tipped off that you may have a problem with disordered eating. Right. I, I guess I just think there's more, not that I'm saying it's not a problem. I just, yeah. I, I have a little hope that there's like, you know, in the like Tumblr era, people were kind of doing this in a, in an echo chamber yeah. of like yeah. Tumblr. And now if you like, you know, look up anything even slightly about this, you're going to get a bunch of like, yeah, that's true. I just feel like the online algorithms do a very good job of feeding people sort of down this pipeline. Mm. And that's what happened with eating disorder Tumblr. Like you started in 2015 or 2016, maybe even earlier, but I wasn't on it that early. Um, You know, you Google like St. Laurent runway and you look for inspiration photos and all of a sudden you're on like with train spotting core, and then all of a sudden you're on, no, it's like how it happened. Wait, it was train spotting core. Yeah. They're all really skinny and like addicted mm. to drugs. And then, you know, that informs Eddie Slamane, Slaman, whatever the fuck. Like, you know, it's, it's all a pipeline that sort of filters towards like, Oh, heroin chic, cocaine yeah. chic, rock star chic is like, you're skinny, you're very skinny legs. You sort of look a little bit gaunt. And on top of it, a lot of people don't realize like on those old, Saint Laurent runways. He was using like sixteen-year-olds, yeah, who hadn't like. He was using androgynous uh, models or or women, like tall women who were like sixteen in men's clothing oh. and cutting their hair to look more androgynous and more male. I did not know that. And doing their makeup to do so, and you know, like realistically, me at sixteen or seventeen, seeing a very skin, very skinny woman. Excuse me wearing certain clothes and then wondering what is wrong with me that I can't fit these same silhouette. Like I'm a guy, I have broad shoulders, I have wider hips. Like it's just, or not wider hips, wider hips than some men. You get, you know what I'm saying? But 
you know, you start clicking around and you look for inspo and then all of a sudden you get, you know, nothing will taste as good as skinny feels and that like latches into your 16 year old brain. Right. And then you're like, Oh fuck. Like, great. Now we got the, the TikTok woman smelling the chocolate bar and eating this. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I saw uh, like a workout guy doing inspo where he, he smells chocolate muffins and eats ice. Ice. Yep. Jesus. Yeah. That's bad. I mean, at least the, the salad lady is eating salad. Yeah. I mean, it's just so sinister. There was another one. Of a guy being like, today I discovered a pound of watermelon is only 120 calories. I'm like, dude, don't just eat 10 pounds of watermelon in a day. Like, that's yeah. not... Oh, it's so upsetting. I hate seeing it happen. I really mm. do. And like, you know, I'm 24 now. I'm eight years removed from, you know, the start of an eating disorder. And that it still like gets to me. I'm like, oh, 130 calories for a pound of food? Oh, shit. <laughs> mm. Damn kind of cooked with that one maybe i should buy some watermelon like it's terrible it's so yeah. upsetting Ugh. this is one of the things i'm very passionate about yeah, if yeah. anybody wants to talk or needs advice on like how to approach addressing uh, an issue please let me know i'm, I'm legitimately here for you yeah. fashion yeah fashion is it's weird i mean it's it's a very inherently narcissistic hobby and uh pastime or even profession I think it lends itself, unfortunately, to a lot of shitty power dynamics and shitty relationships with both yourself and other people. A much lighter note. Yeah. Because uh, we probably need one of those. Um, yeah. Not that this isn't worth talking about. Uh, I had to find a, a headshot for someone the other day. Like a good, clear picture of my oh, okay. face. Yeah. Um, and I realized I don't have any pictures of my face. Yeah. I have like tons of outfit pictures. Yeah. Like, like you know, toe to toe sure. to, to head. Like getting everything in. I have a ton of those pictures in like crisp, good quality, and I have uh, a ton of shitty selfies <laughs> taken from like funny yeah. angles of my face. And I'm usually wearing a stupid hat. Yep. I have almost no pictures of my face. You don't have like the passport that we're photo. Taken. Well, so that's the thing. They asked for a headshot or other high res image, and all I could find was my passport photo. Which, granted, I'm serving in my passport photo. I like. Is it on you the better not still? be cunty passport Michael when I get there. Maybe don't pull out your passport. Not my passport. No. The, oh, the, you have the photos. So that's the wrong picture. Um, mm. I, I went and took a horrible passport picture. Okay. And then I went and took a much better one. Um, my mom forced me to get my passport photo taken when I had the flu. Jesus. And so my eyes are really sunken, and I just look miserable and that's my passport photo for 10 years eight, uh i got it back in 2017 so okay. four more years my american passport has uh, a picture of me with like a silver top knot what i had like i dyed my hair silver. i had like way too high of a of an undercut way too high oh no i was one of those guys i look like an asos model nice um but it was the problem was like most of the people who did that they shaved their head with like a good amount of side yeah and mine was just like the top like, you were like uh like forward striker in the Premier League cut. Yeah, where yeah, and it like it was like it pushed yeah, back, but, back yeah. but I kept tying it into a little tiny bun for some horrible reason. I like, rocked a man a bun really my bad. sophomore year of college. This was like a nipple. Oh. Um and Did you fold it down on itself or was it rat tailing out? Dude, you have No, the... no, I like wrapped it a little oh, bit. Oh Jesus. It was Christ. it was silver. Michael. Yeah, no, this is it's amazing, uh, honestly, how far I have come since. <laughs> That's 
I, I have you ever considered dyeing your hair again? I feel like it'd look cool. It would look really cool, and I would like to. But um, once you dye your hair, it's dyed. Do you get highlights? Because you have some like lighter streaks no, in your that's, hair. No, that's just natural. Oh wow, lucky you. Just, that's just the summer sun. <laughs> just, just, and and uneven grease distribution. Oh, nice. Um, grease distribution. Grease distribution. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I've thought about it, but if I dye my hair, then that hair, which is like, you know, yeah. F- four years worth of growth is what it is forever. Yeah. And I never get back to having like my hair again and I have to grow. I knew a guy who had like long hair dyed bleach blonde and this was like five years ago when I Mm -hmm. met him and he only just recently grew out the last little like, like, uh, ombre blonde. I really liked being blonde, but my hair was pretty long. And one, the it, like my hair grows quickly, so I'd have roots to dye every like the the two three weeks. The like bleach blonde with like a little bit of dark root coming through is cool. My hair grows very quickly. I yeah, um, so. yeah, yeah. It's I I don't know. I just I can't afford to keep paying a hundred bucks or whatever it is right, to get it's my roots super dyed. Super expensive. Yeah, yeah. I know a guy with with hair my length ish that is bleached blonde, and he has to do it every like couple of weeks or something, but. He's cashed out. He's fine. Okay. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. If I get a, a, I'm going for an internship at a company. They pay me very well. Uh, Maybe I could, I could freak it a little bit with my hair, but that's once I get, once I get the job there. Yeah. I don't think they'd hire me. Should I have blonde hair? Right. They're also the type of people who wouldn't know if I got a good bleach job. They'd just be like, oh, he's blonde. Yes. Yeah. 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 Would be cool. It would be cool. I like blonde saw. Bring back blonde. Blonde saw was a bit of a menace. I will say the 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 number of compliments I received, especially from very pretty women, on my hair, unprompted, mm. was completely detrimental to my own perception of self. Well, you know that blonde hair has a a, a much lower vibrational frequency. Oh, than they were. Hair. It was resonating with. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And it was also it was it was uh, interrupting the the the, the brain waves. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. So because they're coming, they're coming. You know, you're you're sending brainwaves out. You're also bringing them in. Okay. And the the blonde sort of acts as a, a repulsion for positive brainwaves, and it it only allows in the lower frequency ones. Oh. Okay. So I hadn't considered this. Yeah. What if I went with a different? What if I went with like a platinum? Worse. Worse. Yeah. For my own perception of oh, self. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, I try uh, very vigilantly to keep my ego in check but i have had stop too many no stop trying to keep your ego in check let no. that shit run wild i i will be the worst person you believe know believe in yourself oh i believe in don't myself. believe in yourself believe in the me that believes in you do you watch Gurren lagan absolutely oh i fucking love you how have we not talked about this this is I one of my know. favorite shows no yeah that, that's anything studio trigger with the with the um the plot graph that's like Oh yeah, <laughs> it's exponential. Yeah, well, it's like yeah, it's like like you they know, don't know how to pace a show essentially. <laughs> like you know, fifteen episodes of like Monster of the Week, like fighting a different like like slightly more challenging group, and then all of a sudden it's like we're gonna blow up the moon. <laughs> we're gonna kill God. The moon. <laughs> yeah. So it's like first it's like it's like oh like oh look you can put this robot on top of this other robot and it's a head, and then later like 
a couple like halfway through they're like oh we can put this robot on a boat and the boat becomes a robot and then like and then half that distance later like six episodes they're like we can put this boat onto a into a planet and the planet (laughs) and then they're like we're becoming the moon we're becoming the galaxy we are destroying God within the last like three episodes. He goes episodes. to like time, right? Like yeah, he starts so punching through like abstract structures yeah. with a drill. It's so fucking beautiful. <laughs> I've so never sick. seen anything more beautiful in my life. Oh. I feel crazy about that show. <laughs> and it got a lot of hate, but uh, Why? Darling in the Franks. I haven't seen Darling in the Franks. It's so... Well, so it, it, Darling in the Franks and... You should look it up. Is like, Kill a Kill sco- uh, studio yes, trigger? Yes, oh, I it's fucking like one of their earlier. Kill kill. No, I think Gurren came first actually. Yeah, yeah. Kill a Kill's crazy. It's also the same. Yeah, where it's yeah. like you know, it like starts as a small thing and then it escalates. Like yeah. they're really good at that, like uh, hilarious escalation. Oh my god, have you seen the movie that they made for Kill a Kill? No, 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 no. Studio Trigger made a movie. It's called oh. like Firewatch or like Fire. It's something about. It's a movie that looks entirely like it was designed to sell Hasbro toys. Okay. Like there's all sorts of like, you know, there's like a helicopter with like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the missiles really fire. <laughs> like there's like, you know, sure. And like funny, but that movie also does that where it like, yeah, like in an hour and a half. It's like two hours. Maybe Okay. Uh, it fucking like, I couldn't breathe by the end of that you know, movie. You know what I follows a very same plot? Trans or progression Red is line? regular show. Oh, regular show, but they do oh, it in yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, where, where things like, just like and then the, it gets solved in the last yeah. like 30 seconds. Mordecai like, and Rigby, please um take my pants to the dry cleaners, and then six minutes later, they're facing like nuclear meltdowns. Yeah, it's incredible. I fucking love regular show, and then something silly from the beginning comes and immediately <laughs> fixes the nuclear meltdown. Good ass show. Um, uh, another like, <laughs> have you seen Redline? No. I felt like I was like doing speed for two hours. Like you watch that show and it immediately start the movie. You watch that movie and it immediately starts up and you're like fucking tied to your chair. It's like, like a sad fee movie. Can uncut gems or mm, uncut jams. Uncut jams. Uh, no, it's much uh, happier. Oh, it's, okay. Like you're like, you're like, you know, you, you feel like G-Force is like sticking <laughs> you to your chair. Um that like old Dolby ad where the the sound like sticks into his chair. Yeah. It's like that, but you're laughing most okay, of the time. Cool. It's like really funny, intense. Um, I love any media like that. It's yeah. Do you do you like Smiling Friends? That show got a little t- like I watched the first two episodes and it was a little too far into the like um, like sloppy noises and someone making a weird fetus joke adult humor. Sure. Like like salad fingers type shit. Yeah. Where it's like yeah, yeah. it's like this is only funny because it's like it's like an unexpected and really like not vulgar but like creepy thing. Yeah, I was a huge fan of um I think his name was Oni originally, one of the guys who made it. Zach. He uh he made um fuck Hellraisers, that really old YouTube series. Not Hellraiser like Pinhead. No. I it was called like Hellbringer, Hellraiser, something like that. It was very yeah. old YouTube series. And then he, and I think another guy named Stamper was the other guy. Um, essentially, we're trying to figure out how to make money doing animation on YouTube, but like mm. higher quality and you just right. can't swing it essentially. So then I think they shopped around a couple of shows, one of which was Hellraisers, which they dropped a few episodes on YouTube and it's funny. Um, and then that died, but then they finally got Smiling Friends to get picked up. Mm. Um, and so part of that is me being like, 
I must have been like 13 or 14 when Hellraisers came out or when they, they, I, it's something like that. Um, but essentially just being like, oh my God, it's the guys that I used to really like on YouTube 10 years ago, finally managed to like mm-hmm. make it work, which is cool. Similarly, um, Homestar Runner. Yeah. You were a Homestar Runner guy? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. They, yeah. The the Homestar Runner guy, I think, maybe not now, but at least for a while, worked for Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, like what? He got, yeah, because, and I think that's part of, that's when like Homestar Runner sort of started to drop off. They still yeah, make yeah. stuff every now and then. Sure. But like, um, he, he left to go work on Yo Gabba Gabba, which is really cool to yeah. see him like, and it sort of fits like getting picked up for like a, you know, kind of like goofy, funny monster. Yeah. Uh, kids show. That's kind of crazy. I don't know what, There's I don't know what David old... Firth does. Who's David Firth? Salad fingers. Oh, so something that they used to do at one of the frats at Yale for hazing was get people uh, very drunk. I mean, obviously it's frat hazing and pretty high and then put black burlap sacks over their head, lock them in a dark basement and play salad fingers and surround sound for like four or five hours. It sounds tight. It, as I describe it, my friend went through it. I did not. As it was described to me, I should say. He said it was the longest four hours of his life. And hearing Salad Fingers now, he goes into like cold sweat. Oh my God. Um, Hubert Cumberdale. Yeah. It's, it's, it was loud enough. They did this in the basement of the fraternity where you could hear Salad Fingers down the street. Mm, and yeah, this is like an insulated bad. concrete basement. Yeah. Um, which is terrifying. You're also stumbling around in the dark with 20 other guys. Yeah, what do you do when you have to pee? This is my find a corner. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they would do. And then they would, after that at like three in the morning, whenever that started, they'd grab them one by one and bring them upstairs and put them, they'd have, (laughs) sounds crazy. All the frat brothers sitting in a, essentially in a circle, they'd sit them in the middle and force them to stare at a candle. So you couldn't see who was asking them questions and then ask them like very intense personal questions. The uh the first part with the with the salad fingers is like strange strange media crossover for a frat haze in my brain. This was the I I don't care. It, this was the lacrosse frat. Mm. So I don't know how they came up with this. The other thing that they would do, which was really funny, is they would give you like a terrible nickname. You know, imagine what thirty or forty lacrosse bros could come up with. Yeah. You know, shitty diarrhea grandma, and. You had to not only remember yours, but all of the other brothers. Oh, they do name games. Yeah, That's they so do. Name- cute. <laughs> so it'd be it'd be a class of twenty, and like, hi, you know, my name is Vomit Grandma Pukehead, and next to me is brother, you know, cholera, chlamydia, oozing wound, and you know, you'd have to go down the dark, line. Dark Imgur URLs. Yeah, <laughs> that's that is the website that does that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you'd have to know everybody's, and if you didn't, they'd do something heinous to you. I, I, I'm remembering all of these. They they have these things called creechy cups. I don't know why. Creechy? I, I don't know where that word comes from. Um, like the Rick Owens season? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'd make you drink blended Rick Owens. No, they would go and um, ask around, and if you had like expiring food or anything disgusting in your fridge, You'd give them over to the frat, just like, yeah, they'd come and get rid of them. And then they'd mix it all into a cup and whatever it was, people would drink. Bro, fuck that. Yeah. 
Who have I been seeing recently that's been dressing really well? I've been getting a lot of Instagram fashion reels. And one of the things I actually really do like seeing is there are a couple of creators, and I don't know them by name, unfortunately, but they make videos. It's like, you know, POV. I, I don't know if they're using POV correctly, but it's like you finally found. Are. Yeah. You found somebody who like dresses for your body type. And these are like women and men um, who don't have the conventional like hyper skinny six foot two you know, body type, but they dress really well, Mm. um, which is cool. And I think as people have started to get burned out a little bit of all these cores, I saw corp core, which is corporate dress, but it's people who have clearly never worked in an office. Isn't that just business casual? No, it's like gray pencil skirts and, uh, they're wearing like ballet flats and corp core. I don't, I don't, I don't think they understand what it is to work in a corporate office. Um, but it, it it's really cool. I mean, it seems like people now more than ever are very readily able to find an audience of people who are like-minded, which is, you know, good and bad lends itself, you know, to like shitty Sigma male people. Hmm. But um, I think it's really been great for fashion creators who are looking to, again, like make a very specific type of content. Yeah. And they dress really well, and I don't think a lot of them are big enough yet to where they're just taking brand deals and only wearing, Mm -hmm. you know, off the rack, size medium, size large, size small, whatever it is, which is cool. Um, And I'll never fault somebody for getting a bag ever. However, it is cool to see people dress sort of like authentically them, but also shit that like fits and works well. The most like the most positive thing I think to ever come out of like internet and tiktok fashion culture in general is that like the the (laughs) this is there's also a bad like foil to this but like the the like hyper niching of things like Mm -hmm. if you know someone who previously would not have had a platform because you have to appeal to everyone sure now finds a platform with the specific people that are looking for them yeah and you get like uh you know you get specifically what you like you know, everyone, everyone can sort of communicate with their specific audience. And I think that's great. Yeah. Um, the, 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 like, not the truly evil, but the like slightly negative downside to this is, is the like core coreification of everything. Yeah. Um, the like reduction of, of, of such normal, like, you know, you think about the first core, the first core was norm core, not the first core, but like the first one I think that reached like public Dad the, core. Dadcore, maybe. I feel like I saw Normcore and it got like BuzzFeed articles written about what it. What year was this? Uh, 2012. Okay. So, yeah, that probably, because I was going to say the first big one that I was made aware of was like Heroin Chic. Um, well, yeah, but that's, 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 that's from the 90s. That's an old term. Yeah. Um, I'm talking more like the, the coreification of everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think. Part of Heroin it is, is a core. Of part sorts. of it is is people needing to make sense or have an easy point of reference. Yes. And the other part of that is companies moving in and needing to consolidate or be easily able to penetrate into a market. Right. And it's harder to do if you don't have like an SEO optimized term mm. to be able to search for. It's true. I do think it's helpful, I guess, to be able to search like like lunar core inspo and like find a bunch of people wearing silver bomber jackets, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it, it is interesting. I just think there's like a, there's a certain point at which you're just like the, the making of like what I was going to say is like Normcore was like the early one. 
And now Normcore is probably spread across like 10 different cores people yeah. would use. Yeah. And it like, you're no longer like making it more like findable. You're making it more obscure. Yeah. You've sort of overshot. But I think it's, again, it's the fact that it's cyclical where you go from like obscure to having to define everything and then you become so oversaturated in that needing to define it that you then have to break out again. Yeah. And, you know. So I also saw a very piss me off video where I think it was High Snobiety or somebody and, I, you know, I understand their content isn't necessarily for people who are very into fashion, but, you know, it is fashion content and I think fashion journalism is in a tough place. Shout out Alexandra and Jose for actually writing good stuff that I read. True. But, and Rachel Tashian, um, whatever. Um, they were like, yeah, the most influential fashion shows of all time. And their first one was Louis Vuitton 2019, the Virgil Abloh show of all time of all time. That's had hardly had any time. I know it's had four years and they were listing it as all time. Which I took problem with mostly because one, it's been four years, two, it was an influential show, but it was also the culmination of a lot of other influential shows that led to it. Virgil also took a lot from other designers that he also didn't give credit to, which I take a problem with. And if you're going to say that you change things by 3%, you have to reference at least the things that you change to give context to all of it. It's, it's so like, I mean, you know, that is obviously paying respect to Virgil. It's like culturally significant. Yes. Influential. I have not seen basically anybody wearing a look from that runway or a look. I've seen some. Okay. The sweater with the, um, the wizard of Oz silhouettes. Mm. I've seen that a couple of times in New York. And then there's one of the jackets. I think it was like a Louis Vuitton monogram duffel puffer something Mm. or other. That gets faked a lot and people will wear the fake ones. It would be very difficult for me to pick a top 10 most influential runways of all time because I feel like... uh, I have a few. But I feel like it's going to end up being personal. Okay, so I I think this is worth talking to. And three of the ones that come to my head quite quickly is Raph Simmons' Black Palms. And I'll give justification to all of these. I know I'm a Raph fanboy, but I, I stand by this. Riot, 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 which uh, I think lends... Guy who's only ever seen yeah. Ralph Simmons runway shows. And then I was going to say the... I forget the year. Maybe 2015 Saint Laurent. What, what was Hetty's uh, second show? It was the one where he started doing the, the varsity jackets mm. and the really thin um, cuts of denim. The mm. I think the DO1 or the DO2. Yeah. Um, whatever show that was. And I'm sorry, I don't know it off the top of my head, but realistically you can point to a lot of the trends that we're seeing today and yeah. a lot of the clothes that people are wearing and especially back in i'll start with the the saint laurent show skinny jeans and we've talked about this on the podcast but we're seen as like metrosexual right you're i guess be gay if you wear them and he made it cool it's, right you and you think that's one specific runway and not sort of like a culmination of a couple runways i think it is but i think to me and as somebody who's read about it and paid attention to fashion. It might not have been the first one to do it, yeah. but it was the one that everybody glommed onto. Mm. And it's the one you still see images being shared from, and you still see other designers reference both Mm. the cuts and the styles and even just the general like vibe. That's the show that they're going towards. And that's why I'm saying influential. I'm not saying 
best runway shows of all time. I'm saying in terms of raw influence, in terms of like what people are looking to to influence and and inform their own work, I think that's one of them. That's also why I'm pointing to Riot, Riot, Riot. And I don't think people give it, you know, it's the meme jacket. It's the one that Drake wears. But at the time, especially directly after 9-11, making a collection based off of essentially like terrorism and youth revolt was pretty bold. Yeah. And a lot of the motifs from that, while not original to Rafson, he didn't invent the balaclava. He didn't invent, you know, upcycling Fostex bombers and, and cargo pants, but he put it on the runway in a context that was high fashion and made it. I think one of the coolest things that Raf did was elevating youth culture to the mm-hmm. runway. And I think that it informed even like right now with, you know, oh, it's so opium, right? You're wearing like a balaclava and an oversized thing. I think you can point to some of that and say, yeah, that is riot, riot, riot. And that's why people are doing it, right? You still have 15 to 18 year olds or even younger wearing bombers, wearing cargo pants, trying to be anonymous, trying to feel some sort of revolution. And I understand some of this is corny, right? Like, oh, you know, you're going to a Playboy Cardi show and Ramones and a balaclava. You're so unique and cool. But genuinely, it's what kids are into and things like that. And it's who people are designing for at the end of the day. I in it and see that's like this is this is where I get a little like you know, there's there's things that are influential on fashion culture and there's going to be ten runways that are really yeah. like that. And then there's going to be ten runways that are like in the in the devil wears Prada sense, like yeah, influential yeah, yeah, yeah. on this, the rundown to what people currently wear on like yeah. a day-to-day basis. Some, yeah. some things do both. The, the, like the first like Raph Jill Sander runway, I oh, feel like yeah. is one of those things where you can look at that and you can still sort of trace that into like the stuff that gets made. Not, not as high fashion stuff anymore. What, uh, what is the, the documentary? Is it Dior and me? Dior and I? I don't know. They made a documentary about his first show at, mm. D- oh, it was, it was at Dior, excuse me, not Jill Sonder. That's another really influential show. Yeah. But it's really interesting. It's very well shot. I haven't talked about this on the podcast for like three years, but I do think that is like a must watch for anybody who's mm. into fashion. Just seeing like what goes on going into a runway show. Cause I think sometimes it can be like, you just have unlimited money. You can do whatever you want, but it yeah. is really intentional. They filled a mansion essentially with, custom ordered flowers that would then match the motifs of certain dresses Mm. and then only tried to shoot the dresses in the rooms with the flowers that were designed for those dresses. Mm. And obviously it's wasteful and whatever it is, but at the end of the day, it's spectacle, right? And like, I don't know the Jill Sonder one. Like that was the, the big rise of like minimalism, right? Yeah. Do you think that there is one, rick season that is influential significantly outside of like the rickosphere for lack of a better term yes and you know honestly i would say potentially at a few different points because rick sure. has like probably three distinct like career moments okay that i would point at um, what are the big turning points was one of them buying his whole supply chain uh n- a little i guess that maybe there's more like four but there was like look at me knowing slight 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 so how I know like I've been somebody too watched much. a video I posted I literally yesterday. Yeah, and I called you a nerd. Uh, as, <laughs> it doesn't matter what I post, you're going to call me a nerd. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the first, like, uh, Rick arc was that, like, multiple, like, a ton of layers, like, goth, mm-hmm. drapey thing. And I do think, and that was, like, you know, 2000, like, 
early 2000s. Yeah. And I do think like that, I think it all kind of spills out into culture. I don't know like how much of it. I would say the like the middle range of of Rick where it was like 2012 uh, to like 2016. Sure. That kind of like um, era had a much larger like external. That's like where like Fear of God got all of its yeah. cuts yeah. from. Yeah, that's where that, the joggers came from. Yeah. Like they made a billion dollars off of. That's where people started like, that's sort of a big part of what launched sort of health goth. He was the guy who really, I don't know what runway it was, but like the drop crotch skinny leg joggers. That was Rick to begin with. He never made skinny leg. Not skinny, but like tapered. Yeah. uh, Sphinx had pod shorts in it. Okay. He'd been making pod shorts for years, but he put them. I now know that there are three different names for pod shorts, but they're all the same. They're all. I watch Michael's. uh, My friend Michael learned that. I learned that from my friend Michael on TikTok. I'm trying to um, put some real information on the internet for once. Um, the, you got to sprinkle in one that's just completely false. I, I struggle so much with that. I I, I'll, I'll write it for you. Um, so uh, more recent, but like uh, one of the runways or like, I think like one of the runways that I think is um, really weirdly influential for how like recent it is, mm-hmm. is 2017... Demna uh, Balenciaga. That's the one that that? first had triple S in it. Oh, okay. And it kind of launched this like... Chunky shoe. Yeah, and not just chunky shoe, but that's where the like, um, the classy streetwear outfit comes from. Yeah. The like, the, it's like chinos. Yep. And big chunky shoes. And then like, uh, sort of like a, you know, a a shirt sort of like lazy tucked in and like a vest kind of deal. Like that, like, and like big, like, I was going to say those triple S's, even at the time, were so influential that you had people like Margiela and, you know, they're, they're a meme, but the Camjellas, yeah. you know, Ari was telling us about, that's because of the triple S. Yeah, they, they really sort of, you know, I why, think that, Why was that so influential? I'm just trying to think. Regardless of what you think of Demna and Balenciaga and like yeah. all that, it's insane to me how many outfits I now see people walking around mm-hmm. in that are directly from sort of the like the Balenciaga style guide. Yeah. And I think part of the reason for that is that Demna is just trying to replicate like not entirely, but a lot of his like general uniform stuff is like holdover from when he was like, like going to flea markets to find clothes as a kid. And it's like, it's a very like Balenciaga. So everyone's like, Oh, I, I could make that. I think that's kind of the point. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the same thing with like, uh, I mean, you know, uh, we're not big Bodhi fans on the podcast. And I think the main criticism of Bodhi and people were talking about it in the discord earlier um, today or yesterday, but it's like Bodhi is for people who want to say like, oh, my friend made this for me, but they also want the clout of spending $1,300 on something that looks like their friend made it. Yeah. Um, and they just find vintage fab and like, again, they do a good job of sourcing. I think they know their market very well. Again, never going to fault anybody for getting a bag. Um, I, I'm, I've come around on Bodie and I think it's a little bit whack. Um, cause I think you can find most of what's there and then get your friend to make it for you or just learn how to sew. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing with a lot of, I think it's interesting when, a. uh, 
a lot of this. I think it's interesting when a when a brand's design language is actually accessible to people. Sure. Like if you want to look Balenciaga, you can look Balenciaga and that's the impact of it. It's not that yeah. you have to go and spend $10,000 on a Balenciaga outfit. You can buy like you can thrift an outfit that's like sort of an approximation. Yeah, I think it is really interesting as well that companies like Gucci have changed their design language to become more accessible. Where when when I say and just respond to this as you would, when I say a woman wearing Gucci, what is the outfit that you think of immediately? Um, I always pick it was a like a like a, a denim jacket with like a funny embroidery on it. What and else? Like a white button up shirt, and then probably some like jeans, but like like light wash jeans that yep. are like a little bit cropped. Yep. Um, and then like booties. Okay, so my thought was, maybe I was a little bit earlier in the year, but like the white Gucci belt shirt, mm. sort of thick belt with a larger buckle, either with the G's or with some sort of circle, Yeah, black bulbous sunglasses to a certain extent, or the micro ones, depending on if, you know, what variation of woman is wearing this, uh, the applique, like Stan Smith knockoff Gucci oh, ones, yeah, yeah. and then Those are thin the ones. Like the exact same, I, I'm sure we're thinking of the exact same pair of denim, but they've done a very good job of like, we basically went to the exact same place yeah. for that. And I don't think that you can do that with a lot of brands. And again, fuck Gucci right now. Their shit sucks. But I think one of the things they do very well is making it very clear who they're after in terms of who's buying their stuff, what they're making for that person, and then to extracting as, as much money as possible for like kind of the bare minimum. Yeah. And it, it, it's impressive. Again, like they're a huge brand and they're making bank off of that. Mm-hmm. And that's their shit. If I saw a woman, you scrub all the Gucci things off, wearing the fucking denim jacket with some sort of applique, the the booties and whatever, I'd either think, no, that, that'd probably be Gucci, right? Like I'm trying to think of another high fashion brand that would do that, but it, it's just them for the most part. I, I think that kind of uniform exists in a lot of places. Well, but. yeah, I mean, now it's trickled down to like Aritzia girly, but that's more clean and like, mm. you know, you're still wearing the jeans and, and either booties or like some sort of running pant thing. Running shoe, excuse me. I don't know if I said running pant, but mm. like you get, you know, it's not exclusively them, but they've done a good job at getting a majority of that, that audience. That's the Gucci audience. Like that's, yeah, yeah. That's them. That's that. And it's it's also sad because Gucci makes such cool stuff. Like old Gucci men's stuff is so cool. Their purple label stuff for men is beautiful. They have like mm. great tuxedo jackets. Every They're, suit that was oh. ever produced under uh uh Alessandro. Yeah. The like the like slit I want one of those suits so bad. The, the thing like that funny drives pattern double breasted Ballistic ones. is I can fit if I walk into a Gucci store and I buy a blazer in a size forty eight. It fits me perfectly. I don't know what it is, but off the rack Gucci size 48. You built for that shit? They they made it for me. And it's so unfortunate because I don't have Gucci off the rack size 48 money. Yeah. But it fits me so well. Like usually with suit jackets, if you buy them off the rack, go get them tailored. It's worth the X amount of money you'd spend on it. You look infinitely better in it. I borrowed a friend's dad's Gucci blazer from 2014. It's like a black velvet smoking jacket. 
I don't know why he let me borrow it. It's a beautiful coat, but it fit so well. I, like I've been chasing that high now for like what? Wait, I did this what, in 2017. What year of Gucci was this? It's like 2015, maybe 2014. So pre Alessandro. Yeah. Who was was that? Tom or was he I earlier? I think uh, Tom was up until 2013, maybe. It, it might have been the Tom Ford one. Let me look up. Hold mm. on. A smoking jacket to me sounds like Tom Ford. Yeah, shirt. it was probably. But also I could see Tom Ford working really well for you. Yeah. I mean, yes. I don't want to be a Tom Ford guy though, unfortunately. No. Yeah, I get it. Whoa. He directed Nocturnal Animals? Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know why I didn't notice that. All right. So hold on. Uh, Gucci was 1994. He was creative director of YSL in 1999. He left Gucci in 2004. Okay, so there's a big um, gap. I think that there's something else after this. Hold on. Oh, Jesus. What? He's got a controversies, controversies section on oh, his, yeah. his Wikipedia. That's, that's a classic. Uh, responding to criticism that he objectified women, Ford stated that he is an equal opportunity objectifier. Ooh, and classic. is just as happy to objectify men. He argued you can't show male nudity in our culture in the way that you can show female nudity. It doesn't sound like you're objectifying people in the same way. And pointed out that he did a male nude ad while at Yves Saint Laurent, which got pulled. Um, <laughs> then there's there's one sentence in 2022. Ford criticized the Met Gala, stating the event had turned into a costume party. It is a costume party. That's yeah, that's what it is, but that's not a bad controversies page, I don't think. Uh, um, equal opportunity objectifier is crazy. Rick did that for the record. What do you mean? He did a dicks out runway. Oh, yeah. And when asked why, he was like, well, you know, you can show like a bunch of female nudity and no one cares, but put a dick on the runway. It's really weird. Show a boob and everybody. Show a boob <laughs> and everyone just goes about their day. I put one penis on the runway. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, I. So, yeah, most influential runways. I'm going to have to research this. Balenciaga and <laughs> Rick. Oh, no. So I didn't bring up Rick as influential <laughs> runways. You asked me to. Motherfucker. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I just brought up Rick because he put dicks on a runway. Yo. I don't know. I I sort of miss, I feel like we've gotten away from it a little bit, but the like heyday of runways, I feel like it's gotten a little bit lost in the spectacle of like who's there and who's directing yeah. the show rather than the show itself. Yeah. There's a lot less um, like uh, stage play stuff. Like there's a lot less like theatrical yeah. runways these days. I, again, like we talked about what Avavav five weeks ago six weeks ago i do appreciate the fact that they're turning it into a spectacle yeah. like i love a spectacle like bad binge tong tong is cool right uh willy like dance performance yeah yeah like make make some fucking cool shit and invite people to come and watch it doesn't necessarily i think a good runway show is not about the people that attend it but more about the spectacle but obviously it's now about the people who attend it and not necessarily the clothes. You got to get people to attend it. So word about it gets out. Yeah. That's how it goes. Unfortunately, influencer marketing is Hey, we finally runways. talked about clothes for like a good 40 minutes. That was damn. Go us. Or something. 30 minutes. Who knows? <laughs> All right. We should probably, uh, yeah, this is an hour and a half, which is kind of crazy. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll wrap it up. Uh, any any final thoughts on runway shows or studio trigger or or frequency and vibrations? Rick, Rick Owens. Nice. Yeah, that's all I got. Cool. Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, um, thank you so much to everybody for listening to wait, the Wait, do Song of the Week. Oh, fuck me. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, song of the Week. Uh, I would play it on the podcast, but I don't want to get... Strange Mercy by St. Vincent. Oh. Uh. I love uh I love the like early early earlier like indie music where it's like it's like uh grinding on a guitar it's like and then it's someone going like ah. you know it's like it's like it's like grinding on a guitar and then like a and then like a soft woman's voice yeah like like sleigh bells type shit oh yeah sleigh bells ring ding 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 yeah that, that's what i meant that kind of sleigh bells bing bong bing that one? Yeah. Okay. And the entire like first St. Vincent album. Uh I genuinely don't know what I want to add. Uh oh, I'll 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 add a relevant one. Um Good Vibrations by by the Beach Boys. Okay. Yeah. That's, it's a it's a good song. Hell yeah. Also, so one of the things I keep seeing keeps popping up is Mark Wahlberg and him like embracing godliness oh you only just now getting this no no no, no. Oh, okay. it, it comes up quite often even though i don't want to see anything mark Wahlberg related mm. um oh, this designer on me oh, yeah. this designer got me drip drip, drip drip god that phrase was so <laughs> perfect for a few weeks that was all i could say yeah if you want to look up uh something cool about mark Wahlberg uh, and you're not aware <laughs> why i don't like him go look up what he did after a uh, marky mark and the funky bunch concert in boston yeah. to a very unfortunate man um, maybe like Mark Wahlberg hate crime. Maybe look that up. Yeah. Maybe look at his controversy section on, on Wikipedia. Just go ahead and peep that. Hmm? Um, thank you so much to everybody for listening and watching the Pair of Kings podcast. I'm your host, Saul Thompson. You can find me on Instagram at Saul Thompson. I'm joined this week by my wonderful co-host. Granny Diaper Vomit. <laughs> <laughs> what is your, what's the Instagram at for that? Oh, <laughs> Smithstagram. <laughs> Underscore Smithstagram, yeah. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share. If you are listening to this, don't forget to uh, leave us a review. Follow us on your favorite streaming platform and keep an eye out for new episodes every week on Thursdays. This has been the Pair of Kings podcast, where once a week, every week for the foreseeable future, we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. Have a great Thursday. This video will be releasing hopefully in the week after this. I don't know. We're going to get a consistent video releasing schedule next season, but right now it's a little bit up in the air. Um, love you. Have a great Thursday. Bye, everybody.